I recently asked Jake, who is a sophomore in high school, why he uses SpikeView to share his learning journey. Um, I think it's really cool that you know SpikeView is really putting that abstract into con concrete data and knowledge and then displaying that to the outside world. And I think SpikeView is different than anything else out there. Um, like I said before, because it's really taking that, you know, the, that those abstract skill sets and those abstract experiences and putting them into data that, you know, is actually mathematic and scientific and, um, you know, that matches you up with the best programs and, um, you know, best places for you. People, um, you know, who are really trying to make those changes in the world and they're going to be using SpikeView because SpikeView is that app where you can, you know, take, take those experiences and take those passions and put them out there. Um, and share with other people and that's you know that's really powerful and that you know that professional networking piece um, you know to be with other like-minded teenagers that puts you ahead that puts you ahead in a lot of ways and so um, you know I think anyone who uses SpikeView right now has a leg up in the future and excited to see you know where those SpikeView alumni head up. Head to SpikeView.com. Start your portfolio now for free. Have you ever thought about creating courses and training online? Without a partner to guide you through that process, you're going to be stressed about why your learners aren't engaged or how to create updated content, missing revenue opportunities, and not even having enough time. I know because I create online courses and I have a solution for you, eLearning Partners. You don't have to be overwhelmed anymore. Become a partner with eLearning Partners to create your courses and training stress-free and achieve the results you want to see. If you are thinking about wanting to create a course or training online and you believe like I believe that no expertise should go unheard, then click the eLearning Partners link in the notes of this podcast and you can start your journey to create your courses and training stress-free. If you want all that and more from the eLearning Partners, hit the link in the podcast notes because there's a free masterclass for you to take. That's right, a free masterclass. Hit that link today. Disrupt Education, welcome back on this episode. Darian Marion Burton, thanks for being here. What's up? Thanks for having me. Uh, well, let's jump right in, man. So what are you about? What are you doing now? So I am in business development for Tidal Commerce. We are a family-run, owned and operated merchant services provider. Think Stripe Square Braintree, but with the pricing structures of a thesis heartland first mm -hmm. data. That makes no sense to 90% of the world. Me but as well. <laughs> we make sure that 90% of the world can take credit cards. Okay. Um, awesome. So whenever you slide your card, there is an entity that has to kind of make sure that that money is captured, yeah, yeah. given to the merchant. Mm -hmm. Visa, MasterCard, and Discover take 30 days to fund people, so yeah. no business can really exist without that cash flow. Right, right. We step in, assume the risk for the transaction, and give you your money. And, and no one carries cash anymore. Nobody carries cash. Yeah. I mean, I may have a few bucks. What is it, like 5% of money is fiat money, I think, right. something like that? So how'd you get into that? How, how, tell me about your path. Uh, how did you get from, so I had you in yeah. high school, right? And I remember, and I'm old, thank you. Uh, but <laughs> How did you get from like when you walk out of the doors of this building and then to there? Yeah. What's that path like? It's very interesting because I, when I left OPRF, I was like, I'm going to go into business. I'm going to do something in that field. Didn't know what it was. I knew I wanted to make money. I knew I wanted to be rich. Still had that goal. We're on, we're on track for that goal, so that's good. Um, but I decided to continue my education at Augustana College, mm -hmm. um, which I think if I went to any other school, I would not be in the same place that I am in. Oh, yeah. um, they really value experiential learning 
things. Yes. I got to be involved with the Student Government Association, the mm -hmm. Black Student Union. Yep. Honed a lot of really great leadership skills. Um, I literally ran an entire office for them. So, yeah. you know, cool things that I got to do. I left college and didn't have any job offers because, well, when you're running a program, <laughs> you don't have time to interview for things. Right. Um, so I went to Nordstrom, mm -hmm. which first sales job, first kind of open commission structure, mm -hmm. very weird, learned a lot of great things. Um, I've always worked at the Buzz Cafe. You're right. My favorite place, still do. Um, and I was waiting tables one day and this girl walks up and we start talking about Augustana and where I went to school, like what I was doing now. And she's like, well, my auntie's looking to hire somebody mm -hmm. in the sales role. And I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Um, so hop, skip, and a jump, went to the interview, didn't really think much of it, mm -hmm. um, got the job. Started off in support, wasn't a sales job, so I was a little bummed. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the beginning of this year, we kind of decided to change up what we do. Uh, we've been around for 12 years, but we want to look more at technology. So um, as somebody who has a business degree and is really well-versed in marketing and things like that, mm -hmm. I decided to move over to the business development side of things. And right. now I just... So when you went in, you went in kind of entry level, right? Mm -hmm. And then you've moved up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, is that because, Do you think that's because of, uh, of how you learn quickly or what how did that route look um, did somebody above you quit or did you just like make it happen early to tell our viewers like how, how did you make that happen you know I think that our leadership recognized something in me mm -hmm. um, and I think that it when I first came to the company, somebody else got hired into a sales role and I became really good friends with them and mm -hmm. when they left we were looking at, you know, how we could fill that void and what was best for these our company and it kinda just it was a mix of perfect timing mm -hmm. and my skill set that I had developed over the years. Right. Um, and I also think that for me I'm a person who naturally assumes leadership roles. Yeah. Um, so I think that also played a part in it and mm -hmm. obviously all that, you know, things I did in high school and college, those activities and countless hours, you know, right. Getting things done kind of, in a way, prepared me to take on more for the company. What are some of those things in, in high school and college that actually built your portfolio? Because you were saying, like, yeah, I've, I've had this experience in, in high school and college. What were the ones that stick out in your mind that actually you remember that were the things that actually built your marketing and, and how you network and, mm -hmm. and how you take on leadership roles? Probably one of the biggest things was when I lost the student government election in college. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that really, for me, was an eye-opening experience to everything that I had done. Because I think that when you're so busy, you get caught up in the minutia of what you're doing. And you kind of do it, but don't think about it. And especially for me, with leadership being so ingrained. And I think my personality, I kind of just did things. Mm -hmm. And I think that experience, for me, allowed me to kind of take a step back and be like, so why did I do why did I why did I do what I did in this situation okay. and that for me really helped um, also I think in high school really the business classes I took kind of really like made that decision for me that that's something that I wanted to do mm -hmm. um, I changed a little bit in college I was gonna go into higher ed but you know the you whole making, the whole, like us yeah the whole this. making money thing yeah, <laughs> right, right. so I'm getting a loan after this but yes. <laughs> Um, so that that's really cool that you 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 actually failed and then you figured it out. Yeah. Um, so let's let's even go back into so that transition from high school to college. Mm -hmm. What were the biggest differences that you saw coming out of what a lot of people call the bubble of high school and then into even a college career mm -hmm. uh, uh, step? What is that? How, what were the biggest things that looked differently? I think that there's just a tremendous more 
amount of accountability on you. Mm-hmm. I think that it's and it's funny because I went to school. I went to a college that's smaller than mm-hmm. our high school. Right. So for me, it's I kind of feel like I had a reverse culture shock because I came from a very diverse community. I can't. I mean, Oak Park. You know, mm-hmm. it's right. I, I literally I hate when people say racism the thing, but like I tell people, it's actually really not a thing in Oak Park. Like, yeah. Um, and so for me, going to an area that was a little more rural mm-hmm. and just that change, just it's. It, it kind of took me out of my comfort zone, made me think about things a little differently, mm-hmm. think about how I phrase things, thinking that not everybody thinks the same way as I do, not everybody is the same as me. Um, and yeah, just it, for me, it was that real experience of going from this community to one that's so, and not starkly different, but mm-hmm. pretty dramatically different, right. you know? And you had to work probably in, in a lot of work situations in college with projects with other people. How did that come into play? Well, sometimes group projects aren't the most effective, let's say that. Um, but for me, I've always been somebody who, and I think because I've grown up in a community that's so diverse, I can work with multiple, mm-hmm. you know, different types of people. I know how to code switch. It's, you know, I think people get sometimes bogged down on being so stuck in their ways that they don't realize that there is them, and I'm guilty of it. Sure. I, I think for my Me first <laughs> year and a half, two years of college, I was like, no, we're doing it this way. Guys. <laughs> this is this is what the project's gonna look like. I wanna do this outline. Like, right. And I think that sometimes, especially when you're such a driven leader, that you have to take that step back and really be more introspective and think about it's okay if somebody else does it. Mm-hmm. It's okay if it's not how you designed it. Right. And I think for me, that's been a really big thing that I've had to talk to myself about a lot. Mm-hmm. It's okay, Darian, that you didn't design yeah. that email <laughs> template. It's okay, Darian. It's okay that you didn't do like the swag for that. It, it's okay, Darian. <laughs> I, I, I still, even at my age, I still struggle with that. So I, I feel you on that. Um, going uh, then to the the look at the next level where you're like there's more it's it's on you at the next level i guess from from high school um backing up into a high school realm what would you change in a high school that's one thing or a couple of things that you would change if you could do it differently or teach it differently to others cafeteria food um (laughs) no um i think that you know we put such an emphasis on test we put such an emphasis on these quantifiable things and that's great I understand that you know there is a certain amount of knowledge that has to be gained and I get mm-hmm. that but I mean I've had cl- I mean I got a D in economics mm-hmm. and now I work for a startup company it's you know completely it, 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 right? you know I mean right. I was not the best student I'm the first person to admit that I was not the best student mm-hmm. and I think that you know as a society we need to look at different measures of evaluating our students and you know one thing that when we were in Augustana that they came up with was a co-curricular transcript and I think that things like that are like so important because it's not about what you're learning I mean it's about what you're learning in the classroom yeah I do I use statistics sometimes Mm -hmm. do I like do basic math all the time Mm -hmm. but Am I really using that knowledge every day, or am I just using situational mm-hmm. things? The skills that I developed managing the football team, or, you know, I think that's all I did when I was here. Oops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. 
or you know working in a cafe upstairs those skills mm -hmm. really to me are way more important how to host somebody how to mm -hmm. have conversations how to carry your own weight in the conversation mm -hmm. and I think that those are the skills that really lead you to being successful in this world nobody cares if you can come up with a statistical algorithm right. I mean unless you're the world's best at it like right. you know right. if you want to know about prizes good for you but you mentioned you know, co-curricular thing at um, tell me a little bit about that at Augustan yeah well, explain that a little bit um, so um, I think this was my junior year this came up and Augustan is a unique place in that all the students are hyper engaged and have three majors. Okay. It's a trimester-based school. It's a really residential community. They really like to hold on to their students mm -hmm. and kind of make them do things. And from our standpoint, we kept going back and forth. And, you know, the dean was like, well, we have these students who are like you, Darian, who do all these things, mm -hmm. can list off seven activities that they're in every day. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're not getting the best grades. And I'm like, yep, yeah, sure. And they're judged worse than, you know, somebody who's getting a 4.0. Right. But if you're going to grad school, that 4.0 is great, mm -hmm. but it just means you can retain information. And yeah. Retaining information is great. It's an important skill to have. Sure. Got to use it, but if you can only retain information and then only spit out that information, are you really an effective person? Wow. Are you really are you really the type of candidate that they're looking for? And I think that when you put in the co-curricular things to the full academic package mm -hmm. that the college is sending over, right. then it puts a little more weight on it. It says that yeah. these are things that this student did. These are things that we as a college have turned tied back to learning outcomes mm -hmm. and how all these things work together to create a whole student. And I think right. that that for me, them doing that, well, I didn't go to grad school, so I never used it, right. but it's, I think, the direction that we need to start going in. Right. I love it, man. Yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Darian, me, disrupting education. <laughs> I love it. The holistic look, the uh, co-curricular. I like bringing yeah. that in. It's yeah. something we can work on. Guys, until next time, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time on Disrupt Education. Disrupt Education.